This is an AI Group podcast. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the most significant workplace relations issues of the month, April 2020. The full members only report is available on our website at aigroup.com.au in the policy section under workplace relations policy and advocacy. With me today, as usual, to discuss the key aspects of this latest report, I'm speaking with Stephen Smith. Stephen's Head of National Workplace Relations Policy at AI Group. Hi, Stephen. And I'm Tony Melville, our group's Head of Communications. So this will, of course, be a COVID-19 coronavirus special edition. Uh, there's a lot of material in the full report, which you can get, as I say, online uh, under the members section. But the three issues we'll particularly focus on today are the JobKeeper amendments to the Fair Work Act, the COVID-19 award changes, and the COVID-19 EBA variations. So just first up is the uh, those COVID-19 changes to the Fair Work Act. So legislation's been passed by Parliament temporarily amending the Fair Work Act 2009 to support the practical operation of the Australian Government's JobKeeper scheme in Australian workplaces. What are the key aspects of that that people, members need to know about? Yes, well, this is a new part that has been put into the Fair Work Act to give employers that are eligible under the JobKeeper scheme some important new rights to structure their business in a way that will preserve jobs and uh, facilitate the survival of, uh, of these businesses. So importantly, these changes are short-term changes. They only operate until the 28th of September and they only apply to eligible employers and in respect of eligible employees. But they give those employers the rights to um, issue some very significant directions uh, in uh, particular areas and also the right to reach agreement with employees in a number of areas with employees not able to unreasonably refuse to reach agreement. Probably the most significant right relates to stand down directions. An employer can issue a JobKeeper enabling stand down direction requiring employees to work less hours or even no hours as part of, uh, of these changes to the Fair Work Act. Okay. I assume there's payment obligations for employers as well? What would they be? There are. Um, under the JobKeeper scheme, uh, the eligible employees get a payment of $1,500 a fortnight, but where an employer requires an employee to carry out actual work, the employee is entitled to the same hourly rate of pay that they were getting prior to the JobKeeper scheme. So um, if the amount of work that they're carrying out for the employer paid at the same uh, hourly rate of pay leads to a payment of more than $1,500 a fortnight, then the employee is entitled to the higher amount. But if they would get less than $1,500 a fortnight because of the work that they carry out, the employer must pass on the full $1,500 a fortnight that uh, the government is paying under the scheme. And if they don't follow these rules, what are the sort of penalties they face? Yeah, there are very hefty civil penalties for breaching the JobKeeper scheme, including breaching these Fair Work Act uh, obligations. So em employers need to be sure that they use these new directions um, 
you know, in accordance with the legislation. There's not only the stand down direction, but there is an ability to direct employees to work at different locations, including at home, or to carry out a wider range of duties. There are formal rights to request that employees take annual leave, as long as there's at least two weeks of annual leave remaining, and uh, the, the right to reach agreement around different patterns of work. Um, so these are very new and uh, important rights that are a part of the JobKeeper scheme. Does sick leave come into it as well? Uh, not in relation to these particular changes, but uh, um, you know, sick leave will, will uh, often be uh, one of the issues that em employers need to consider in the context of stand downs. Uh, you know, are employees entitled to sick leave when stood down is a, is a common question and uh, typically the, the answer to that question is, is no, but it's one of those issues that, that does get debated. Employers have obligations, but employees have obligations as well, and you were talking about the directions there. Um, there there's a, a lot of talk about, anecdotally, about people saying, well, I don't want to go to work, I get the $1,500 anyway. What's the, what does the employer do in that situation? If the employer has work that uh, the employer wants the employee to carry out, then it's like any other scenario. The employer can uh, reasonably require employees to follow uh, instructions that are reasonable and safe. So if an employee is saying, well, I don't want to come to work because I'm going to get paid anyway, then that is a situation where the employer would be able to uh, use the normal disciplinary powers that they would have to, to address that situation. You know, if there's work to be performed and the employer wants the employee to carry out that work, then an employee is not entitled to just say, well, I'm not coming to work. Okay. We've done a couple of webinars uh, on this issue and we've had hundreds of questions on it. And uh, we've got a special address, jobkeeper at aigroup.com.au for any questions you might have. But do they also apply to these straight IR questions as well? Or all questions should go there? Or the advice uh, line too? Yeah, the workplace advice line is very well placed to give advice around workplace relations issues relating to JobKeeper. But uh, there's also the special JobKeeper email oh, And eligibility. So if it's a question about, you've got a job question about you know, I'm, I've lost X amount of money or I'm going to and I'm, do I qualify or do as an employer qualify or how many of my employees need to sign up, then you can do that at jobkeeper at aigroup.com.au for AI questions, the usual workplace advice line for members, of course. So we'll go on to the second issue, which is the COVID-19 award changes. So a, lot, a lot's been happening in very little sittings of parliament. We've got another one coming up next week. So uh, or in about a fortnight, so there may well be some other changes then, but we've got the big legislation through fairly recently. So the COVID-19 variations, particularly the Clark's Award, but there are some other variations as well. Uh, what's the background there and what do members need to know in this one? You know, prior to the legislative amendments in the Fair Work Act, uh, discussions were commenced between AI Group and the unions around achieving some flexibility within the award system uh, you know, to help businesses and employees get through this COVID-19 crisis. 
Now, we, we did succeed in achieving variations to three awards, the Clark's Award, the Hospitality Award and the Restaurant's Award uh, through negotiations with uh, relevant unions and through uh, variations that the Commission made to those awards. Uh, negotiations are continuing with unions in relation to various other awards, but it, it is a, a difficult process, of course, reaching agreement on some quite difficult areas. But these uh, variations have been put into special schedules in the awards, which only operate for a limited amount of time. They just relate to this uh, crisis, and that, that process will continue over the coming months. But in addition to those award-specific negotiations, on its own motion, the Fair Work Commission varied about 100 awards to put uh, unpaid pandemic leave in those awards, up to two weeks of unpaid leave if an employee is required to self-isolate due to the crisis and to open up flexibility for employers and employees to agree on an employee taking twice as much annual leave for half the pay should uh, that arrangement be sought by the employee. So there won't be wholesale changes to all awards, or you're going to have to negotiate these along the way? There's more to come, isn't there, at a, at a federal government level? Um, well, in terms of awards, the, uh, the, the Commission's overseeing that process, the Fair Work Commission. The, the only wholesale changes that have been made to awards are those unpaid pandemic leave and double annual leave provisions. The, the rest of the flexibilities are being worked through award by award. In the Clark's Award, we managed to achieve some significant changes to the spread of hours, to shorter working hour uh, arrangements, um, and, uh, you know, annual leave uh, areas, quite a lot of very significant short-term changes uh, by agreement with the ACTU and the uh, ASU, which was uh, very pleasing. One question that comes up a lot in the webinars is, particularly with manufacturers, where they want to socially distance their crews, and fortunately they've been working, working like construction all the way through, and they have to move into shifts. So you have instead of having just one day shift, you have a day shift and an evening shift. So has there been some flexibility around the penalty rates so they don't have to pay penalty rates for the second half or not? Well, in the, the Clark's Award, for example, the spread of hours, which is normally 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. Normal has hours. Been, yeah, so you have to have your ordinary hours for day work within that spread of hours usually. But as part of this short-term change, that has been extended all the way up until 11 p.m. at night, but only for employees working from home. And the the idea for it is that people may be looking after their children during the day and it may suit the employee to work in the evenings and uh, if the employer agrees with that, then it's a, uh, an arrangement that's in everyone's interests and you know, there's no shift penalties paid okay. in, in those circumstances. But not for factories? Sort of uh, not at this stage because uh, the manufacturing awards haven't yet been varied, but we are uh, discussing the, uh, you know, what changes might be appropriate in those awards with the unions. Okay. Um, now, also within this area is the short-term... Uh, oh, no, you've actually mentioned it, the unpaid pandemic leave, you've covered off on that. Yeah, that was yeah. the second part of this. So the, the third item is the EBA variation. So 
new regulation to streamline enterprise agreement variations during the COVID-19 crisis. So there's been a new regulation made by the government to assist employers and employees in varying enterprise agreements during the COVID-19 crisis. What are the key points there? Well, a lot of enterprise agreements were reached in much better times and contain all sorts of restrictions that uh, perhaps aren't appropriate in the current crisis. So there is an ability by agreement between the employer and employees to vary enterprise agreements um, at any time. What this regulation does, it uh, streamlines that process by uh, shortening the amount of time that you need to give employees the proposed variation before they vote on it. Usually, if you want to vary an enterprise agreement as an employer, the employee, uh, all of the employees covered by the agreement have to have at least a week's notice of the specific variation and of the timing of the vote. This has been reduced to uh, one day as a minimum, but all of the other requirements apply. There must be genuine agreement. It must pass the better off overall test and so on. But it might be uh, possible for companies to think about a short-term variation to their agreement, a bit like these award changes, just to vary the agreement to put a COVID-19 schedule on the back, uh, giving the employer, say, more rights to direct people to take annual leave or uh, perhaps streamlining the consultation obligations, you know, perhaps even uh, cancelling or delaying any wage increase that was coming in. Probably uh, in many agreements, the wage increase was negotiated before the crisis and it may not be the right time to have a, a 3% or 2% or wage increase coming in right in the middle of this crisis. So that sort of variation could be made. And that's, a, that's just a simple majority? A simple majority. And the Fair Work Commission has been very accommodating with these types of variations. They've set up a special email address on their website for COVID-19 applications. And if any employers want to vary their agreements uh, by agreement with their employees, there's a streamlined process to allow that to happen. An AI group, of course, can provide whatever assistance uh, uh, employers might need. Any other sort of um, things that you would want to put into that sort of a clause? Um, you, you might look at uh, the spread of hours, perhaps. Uh, again, if you've got people working from home or working at different times uh, due to this crisis, uh, some more flexibility with hours of work might be the way to go. You know, a lot of agreements have restrictions on part-time uh, employment. So in this environment where perhaps you know, a lot of workforces are going to be working part-time simply because of reduced working hours arrangements, some variation to clauses in the agreements uh, might be needed. Uh, I should have clarified there on a couple of things. That 24 hours is a 24-hour period, not just one day to the next day. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So and that's nine a.m. in the morning. The they get the notice, and then nine a.m. is the next day. But you'd, if you've got a unionised workplace, you wouldn't necessarily be wanting to to push it if you could take two days, obviously. Yeah, and and even three or four days. If yeah. you don't need to have one day, then it would be better to have at least a couple of days because you do still need to convince the commission that genuine agreement was reached, and if it's all cut very, very fine. That will be harder when 
another day uh, might have made that argument easier. Okay, and assume a sunset clause, is there a, a timing you would put in it? Uh, yeah, they, that particular regulation only applies for a, a limited period, but also some of these variations that employers are pursuing are around this crisis and a bit like these award variations are, are limited to uh, uh, just the period of this crisis, so say six months. Six months or something like that. And about. I assume if you had six months, you could then apply for it to be extended for another six months, but that you, kind of thing, yeah. You, you could, and if you take that variation to the Clark's Award, that expires on the 30th of June, but of course, if the crisis is continuing, it's likely that an application will be made to extend that um, before the 30th of June. Well, let's hope the sun will come out soon again and be shining. Okay, so I think that's probably it, unless there's anything more you want to add there. Okay, so that's it. And just a reminder, the full members-only report is available on our website at aigroup.com.au. It's in the policy section under Workplace Relations Policy and Advocacy. And thanks again to Stephen Smith, Head of National Workplace Relations Policy at AI Group. That's all for now. Keep safe and see you next time.